Welcome to Get Your Rocks Off with Mick Wall, the world's leading rock and metal writer. Each week, he'll unpack stories, stories that you won't find in print. So pour yourself a Jack and Coke and get ready to get your rocks off. This episode is brought to you by the Get Your Store. For all of your Get Your Rocks Off merch, including t-shirts, face masks, and yep, Hotel Tropicana coffee mugs, head over to getyourstore.com. John, why don't you do the introduction? Oh, this week? greetings and welcome to Get Your Rocks Off, the heavy metal podcast for heavy metal fans, <laughs> starring Mr. Mick Wall of Heavy Metal Fame. <laughs> and? And myself. Uh, and Mr. his sidekick. His sidekick. <laughs> his trusty sidekick. His trusty sidekick. Coco the Metal yeah. Pug. Yeah. And? And third on the bill. No, no, because you get an Bottom and. of the bill. No, you get an and. Oh, okay. You know, like where they go starring, yeah, la, 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 yeah. la, and then they go, and, and yeah. John Hotton. Yeah. It's because you're a bigger star. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like Brian Cranston making a guest appearance in something. Or Jeremy Piven in Entourage. At the beginning of... I used to love Entourage. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah. And the, be, the, the, be, the beginning, and then they have all their names. Then right at the end, they go... And, and yeah. Jeremy Pivot. Yeah. Because he's he was the funniest the real, guy on he's it. He's the real guy. Yeah. That's he's, you. He's the, that's me. And. And. <laughs> and. So today we are going to be discussing the Scorpion. Yes. In heavy metal town today, we're taking the flight to whatever town in Germany they're from. I'm not sure. Big city nights. Yeah, big city. Big it's a big city, city I can tell night. you that. Yeah, in Holland or Germany. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the one of those now, generic Europe. Now, what people don't often understand. Realize, uh, what people don't understand. What you need yeah. to, uh, if you're listening to this right now, because this should be an hour of ranting. What you need to understand is that the scorpions have been around, you know, almost as long as as actual scorpions. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, like, you know, that Led Zeppelin generation. I mean, they came slightly after, but their first They're albums. Old, man. Their old. first albums are like 73, I want Jesus. to say. Jesus. God, that's yeah. old, man. And they, I think they did about, you know, 50 albums yeah, before yeah. they had a hit. Yeah. Um, and then they had. I can't do it. Looking for it's just it's, I, the time. take me. It's it, it, the German accent sort of translates into this kind of fifties ballad. Take me to the magic of something on a glory. <laughs> that, why does that sound exactly like the voice you're doing on the Judas Priest podcast? Because it's my voice. <laughs> what, what were you doing, Russ Ballard? No, I was doing Axel. But oh, yeah, he's I, 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 I. Well, he's very Germanic, Axel. Don't you think there's something Germanic about Axel? He should have been born in Germany. Yeah, maybe he yeah. was. And that's the, the trauma yeah. that, that, that haunts him. It's, it's, a, it's, <laughs> well, it's my it's second traumatic to, to be born in Germany. No, no, because he was ripped from the bosom oh, of, of the bunker in Berlin yeah. where he was conceived yeah. in the lab. Yeah, maybe. Maybe so. But Klaus Mine's probably the forerunner of Axel in the vocal department. Well, I, yeah. He did. <laughs> Hang on. Klaus Mine and yeah. Axel. Take Are you me saying there's a Venn the diagram? A, well, this, okay, there's a Venn diagram. Because Klaus Mine is also. He's also in, in his dreams, Klaus Mine is a bit like Dio. I think he thinks in his head he sounds a bit like Ronnie James Dio. But what comes out of his mouth. Sounds nothing like that. But he does have a sound. I mean, <laughs> no, no, he, he really he is. That, he's got that signature he's, he's scorpions. Making, yeah, scorpions. Oh, remember, I read them on love. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And da 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 da. I read them on love. <laughs> oh, he goes, hello, yeah. London. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a good time tonight. Yeah. We're going to have some fun tonight. <laughs> that was him, wasn't it? Have some fun tonight. Yeah. 
Glasgow! Yeah, that's it. Melbourne! Yeah, yeah. Klaus were in America. And all the other lunatics in the Scorpions gathered wow. around him. Wow. The Schenker brothers. Well, let's go back to the, the, uh, the origin story. Yeah, um, hard work. You've got the two Schenker brothers in the band. Yeah. Rudolf, possibly the less talented guitarist, <laughs> but yeah. more of a... It's often the guy with less talent who has a yeah. better career because yeah. they, they, they need it more, yeah, you know. Yeah, they're clinging on. But you've got Michael, who's like the, the troubled genius. Yeah. But then you've also got Uli John Roth. Yes, of course. The who, other who, troubled genius. Yeah, who turned, but by the time he's left the Scorpions, he's kind of turned into a white German Jimi Hendrix. Well, in his mind he has. Because well, he's, but his, even wore the gear. In his mind, he, he is the reincarnation of Jimi Hendrix, isn't he? I, well, I remember interviewing Uli in, like, 84. Yeah. Okay, these days it would be nothing. After the 90s, anything goes. But in 84, people were still laughing at Cliff Burton because he was wearing yeah. flared jeans. Yeah, I was laughing. But you you went to interview Uli, and here's this guy dressed as Jimi Hendrix would have dressed in 67 or yeah. 68, down to the bandana yeah, that goes yeah. over his shoulder. Yeah. Hair down to here. Flares as wide as yeah. the Atlantic Ocean, yeah. And and you know, I, I want to say beads, I don't know if he's probably he must beads, have done probably beads, beads. bells shit like that. Shit probably you got in the 70s at Woodstock, <laughs> bells, yeah. I want to say bells, yeah. and beads, definitely, yeah. He was wearing stuff like that, and Cosmic. he was playing his guitar. He so, was probably wearing, like, um, you know, co- this is from the uh, Holy Cross of Jerusalem, which I got when I was there. <laughs> That is like, Dutch, isn't yeah. it? Is that Uli John Dutch, Uli, his yeah. Dutch, Dutch cousin? Uli, Dutch Uli, as we used to call him. <laughs> no, he, and he was sitting there, like, noodling on the guitar, soulfully. Yeah. <laughs> but he did that creepy thing where he, like, went off and sort of married one of Jimi Hendrix's girlfriends or something. Monica Danneman. Yeah, it's like, that's... That's kind of... No, no, H- Hendrix dies. That's where it goes, yeah, that's, Hendrix dies, and, and as Uli far as Uli's concerned... Slipped in. Yeah, the, 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 the power of Hendrix has descended into his body to the point where he's going off and trying to pull a Hendrix girlfriend. Well, they, no, they were together for years. Yeah. Years and years and years. Yeah. Um, and, in fact, they lived in the UK... In fact, I think yeah. at least oh, still in fact, in, in Jimi Hendrix's house. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did, yeah. yeah. Um, but I did love Uli's music, but it was about as far from the, uh, what we now think of the Scorpions. Yeah, was it about the cosmos? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, but it was very celestial, Hendrixy. Yeah. I remember he had, an a, angel he had a song to called, me, he had a song called The Night the Master Comes. Did he? Yeah, oh, the night the master comes. Oh, the <laughs> night the master comes. And he's off on his seven-string guitar, you know. Has he got a seven-string guitar? Seven-stringer he's got. Get out of it's it. It's the celestial seventh string. I thought it was only Steve Vai had a seven. Uh, I think Uli beat him to it. Uli seven-string guitar rock. Look it up, look it up. I'm not here to provide information. <laughs> if you want to know that, if you look it up. You're not here to provide information? No. God, no. No. God, no. Actually, sidebar, sidebar. Yeah, sidebar. Can I just time address... Out. Time out, yeah, guys. Let's address... Hey, guys, guys, time out, yeah? Only <laughs> wants time out. That's how you left the Scorpions. Hey, guys, guys, time out. Rudolph, he Rudolph, he, Rudolph and Michael beating yeah, no, the shit out of each hey, other. Hey, Gene, time Gene, out, time out, time out, out Gene. Yeah. Hey, fuck you, fuck you. So, um, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, <laughs> feedback. <laughs> I just want well, to. Cla- on the, on the I, just want to I just want to clarify something here. Somebody, well, more than one. person... Can I just say at this point, I have no interest in what they think. But carry on. Okay. Um, oh, oh yeah. So um, so no no. Listen, listen. Time out, guys. Time out. So um, no, uh, a couple of people have, have have made passing reference. Your friends. You get to, to um, and uh, like uh, they, oh no, they're they're very funny. They're very good. You know, if you don't mind them, you know, not always getting the the actuality exactly correct. Who gives a fuck? You've got 
fucking Google. The, the, the internet exists. You don't listen the, the to whole this. Of, to this, isn't hear like, about this isn't like the 1980s where you actually facts. had to go and research. The whole of the internet exists to look this stuff up. All you have to do if you want to know did Uli John Roth really have a seven string guitar, just Google it. It'll yeah. tell you in two but, seconds. But there's a, there's, a, there's a corollary to this, which right. is apparently, very occasionally, very occasionally, I might tell. A story again. Okay, yeah, because you. But because that's normal life. That is. That's, it's like yeah. Do you, it's, it's. Are we imagining that everybody has listened to only every says, single pod uh, and, li- and and knows every everything. single thing? And also that in real life you only ever say anything once. Exactly. Oh, I've said that. Well, I'll never. I will never say that again because I've said it today. That, that, that's why my wife can no longer hear me speak yeah. because she's got so used she to my voice, very many times, and my stories. Yeah. That yeah. she literally can no longer hear. No, me. it's just a face that moves in front of her. Yeah, barely it's mo- that. It's moving, but yeah. she doesn't know what it's saying. No. Uh, well, no. Doesn't care. No, well, yeah, probably absolutely. knows too much. Yeah, she, well, she knows, knows what she knows saying. what it would be saying were she listening. Because he always tells Cause he's, those because he said it many many stories before. again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah. So can we just make it? Let's just get it clear. clear. Get it you, out there. Okay, you might hear things that aren't factually correct. You might hear things that you've heard before. If you don't like that, there is a door marked exit. <laughs> I suggest you take it. Yeah. Time out, guys. Yeah, like, time out. It's like, time out. Lars, hey, hey, Stars, time out. Lars goes, time out, guys. Time out. James Hetfield goes, I'm going to Russia to kill a bear. <laughs> I don't want to listen to Lars any longer. I'm off. I'm off ski. You know, this album will now take see, another two years because I am off. People, people blame Hetfield for the bear killing. I don't. But it's Lars. It He's a, the one that causes yeah, it it's because James has it's, to leave. It's the big. I mean, the guy, the the guy who's with them, the the Phil, what's his name, the the psychologist. He's got to see it straight away. This bear is a stand-in. There you He's go. killed the bear, but really, who's he killed? Yeah, who really? Who 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 represents the bear in Hetfield's life? Who is always fucking there, going on and on and on? And we got to do this. We got to do this. Hey, you time can't out. Do, time hey, out, hey, guys. Time, time, out, out. time out. Time out. The bear. The bear. The yeah. fucking bear. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. There you go. Have that, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. And learn to play the drums. Yeah, and learn to play the fucking yeah. drums this time. Yeah. You know, sort of like Bob yeah. Rock doing See, the that's drums. explained. That's given proper insight yeah. to James. That's Edward. that's how kind bands of, work. Exactly. If you don't believe that, you don't believe anything. Uh, it's like us. And the way the Scorpions work it's is like Uli John Ross walking around, pretend to be Jimmy, shank us on. Fucking have that, you silly old hippie. <laughs> you stupid well, it's hippie. It's like you sitting there right Do now one. in your get your rocks off shirt. Yeah. And, and you've, you've, you've put a big X through the Mick wall. <laughs> and I you've put, written no, John Hotter. I've put, put black tape. You know, like on, in, on the tennis or something, where they're one of their sponsors, they're not sponsored by them anymore. So they put black tape That's over right. the... I've That's done right. that. It just says get your rocks off and it's got black tape. Where my name is. Should be, be. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's another one you not can should do. be. It's where it's not there. It's under the plane. <laughs> no, it's where it should be. Um, John Lydon got the job as Johnny as a singer in the Sex Pistols, apparently, because uh, he walked in Malcolm McLaren's shop one day in the King's Road, and he was wearing a Pink Floyd T-shirt. Right. But in his own hand, it's like Pink Floyd across the chest. You know? But just above it, in, in bio, he'd written, I hate. Yeah, uh, see, that's quite good. See, that's class. Yeah, that is. That's class. Don't you do that, though. Well, I can't feel it's the, the Mick Wall's too close to the but Get Your Rocks Off bit. It does with the tape across. <laughs> so, uh, Scorpions. So for years, they... they Laboured away in rocks... Rock's underground chamber. They had a following in Germany. But you've got to remember back in the 70s, if you weren't from Britain or America... Yeah. Well, same. And your pretty name, much the same today. <laughs> well, even more so back yeah. then. Uh, and your name wasn't ACDC, then you couldn't possibly have any, any interest whatsoever. Yeah. Turns out the Scorpions were busy building, building, building something. Building a human pyramid. The human... See, yeah. we're skipping ahead. You've got to be excited now and say yeah. the human period. Yeah. P- pyramid, pyramid. Not human yeah. period, no. Human pyramid. Um, 
Okay, uh, my mind's gone now. He's uh, blown, he's blown yeah, his yeah, fucking blown. mind here. I'm going to say something briefly about what you were saying about Germany, because Germany is, and always was, when they, they, if you talk about America as the primary market, they always called it that, the primary market. It's the biggest market for music. Germany was always the secondary yes, market. It was true. the second biggest market. I mean, obviously, huge population. They're massive rock fans. Yeah. Germany and then sort of Japan and then UK. There and you those, go. Yeah, that's it, true. That's kind of how the ranking went. So Germany was a huge market, but because of the language difference, they weren't producing the same number of bands that crossed over as America. As, you know. And I, I do think there was a cultural mm. obstacle in the fact that they were German. Yeah, there was. It was. It, there was a. If you live in England, and I know this podcast goes out global. It's global, man. It goes out the Pacific Rim, all those places. <laughs> Stars Ulrich goes on tour. That's where it goes. Um, but in England, because of you know, we're gonna have to go out to the war because of the war, and I, you know, two, two wars, two, two wars, and a but, world but, cup, and a world. <laughs> uh, but because of that. In the culture, probably starting around the 60s, there was a sort of comedic reinterpretation mm. of the horror that had gone before. So Germans became sort of, or I, I, that's complete, I, I take that entirely back. The, the Nazis yeah. became yeah. figures of fun. So Hitler would be mocked, you know, Hitler would be, you know, mm. was always a sort of comedy figure. You had shows like Allo Allo, which were sending up the, the Nazis as, you know, not this kind of evil thing that... that that, yeah, they'd you know, become kind of Simpsons. Killed six million. Yeah, it had become yeah. this sort of humorous thing because it was a way of dealing with it. It mm. was a way of dealing with that in the culture. And so I think then come the 70s, the 80s, you'd had generations that had grown up with that image of Germany. They're a little bit funny. You know, they have a reputation of being... Um, you know, all punctilious and, yeah. you know, brilliant engineers, brilliant yeah. at making cars, brilliant, you know, yeah. all of those kind of very German qualities. They had a football team that would always win, but not through like mad flair. It would but just be like efficiency. They were just efficient. a brilliant team. It didn't matter who the component parts were. They were just this brilliant team, you know. So the idea of being a kind of freak flag flying collective of... There was a resistance to that. To, it was a resistance to that being part a, of their culture. And there was a, beneath that, there was a genuine, I don't want to say darkness, but there was a sort of a, a problem. Yeah, but, like in this country, uh, Britain, you know, we have sausage dogs. Well, they were Dalsh hounds. Yeah. And they became sausage dogs after the war because you couldn't give away anything German in this yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. German shepherd dogs. Yeah, I, I like my dogs. German shepherd dogs, they're like the Rolls Royce of dogs. They're just amazing. You couldn't give away a German shepherd dog in this country, so they renamed them Alsatians. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there was this, there was, there was definitely there were, yeah, a problem. You, there, was a re, there had to be a reframe because in Germany itself, uh, I mean, obviously, they, probably the humorous approach wasn't open to them even. And even now they have... Uh, laws in Germany where you you know you cannot represent Nazism. I don't think anyway. I don't you're allowed to call your children adults. Yeah, you can, yeah, you can't do that. There's lots of different you know regu rules and regulations about pure and absolutely rightly so because you know and and now um, you know Germany's a very very different place. I love Germany. I, I've always loved going to Germany. Me too. It's a fantastic it's place. Amazing. Brilliant country. people. Brilliant. People, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so but, we preface everything we say but, with that, but we're now going to laugh at the scorpions. But. There was a form of music that became popular in the rock album buying world before the Scorpions, but it was the antithesis of that full-blooded rock music that the Scorpions came to embody, uh, and that's you know, groups like Kraftwerk, Can, Noi, what we now call never, Kraftwerk. Never listened to any of them. I've never heard any of it. <laughs> well, okay, that's fair enough, but they were very popular. Well, I mean, they were known, good for they were popular. No, but the, but they weren't, they're not popular, popular, are they? They're not, you say yeah, they're popular. Craftwork, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Okay, I've heard of them. Far, far, and far, 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 autobahn. Far, 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 autobahn. That sounds good. 
There was also tangerine yeah. tree. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, there was there was electronica type stuff again. But again, but, I think it, that's, but it was very play, German. Yeah, it was, it's playing into that notion it, exactly. of what Germany is. So we were comfortable with that. Yes. Because we're going, yeah, I think that's a good point. That's yeah. German. Yeah, that's what the well, that's what it should sound like. Yeah. Here come the Scorpions, who are influenced by Hendrix, Cream, mm. Zeppelin. You know, and it's kind of like what that doesn't make. Sorry, what? How does that work? And I remember in 1980, when I was doing PR, um, you know, we did we were called heavy publicity and yeah. we did rock bands. And I remember um, going to a meeting where we were trying to be talked into doing the Scorpions. Right. They had a new album coming out, and it was the one where the hand is on the woman's breast and yeah. was that love at first love sting? drive or love drive? Something yeah, one like of those. That, yeah. And you immediately uh, said yes when you saw that. Well, no, we. We were shocked because we'd never heard <laughs> of them. We thought I'm a joking, German, of course. A German, I'm German heavy metal. Yeah, come off. Pull the other one. Yeah, pull like, the other one. Because don't Dieter. forget, don't forget, it was only five years before John Cleese was doing sketches. In yeah, again, Tower, as going, we say, you know, oh, it's the Germans I, 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 are coming. Yeah, I mentioned the war once, yeah. but I think I got away with it. Yeah, you know? yeah, it was yeah. that sort of humour. Yeah. So we went in and went. Oh, okay, you know, thinking we'll just take the money if it comes to it. You know. But I was saying to Joe... Oh, don't, oh, don't disillusion the kids. <laughs> I remember saying to Joe, what the fuck are we going to do with this? How are we going to publicise this? And then they put the music on. And I think the first track was Another Piece of Meat. Right. Interesting title. Yeah. Fucking great. It was like, fucking hell, this is better than a lot of the other well, groups yeah, were yeah, doing. Yeah. And, uh, and then irony of ironies, we didn't even get the bloody gig. They gave it to someone else. Right, well, they right. kept it in-house at... I want to Polydor, say... Were they Polydor for years? Phonogram, Polydor, yeah. Phonogram, something like that. One of those. They're and, at a record label. And then, uh, you know, that company ended, but the Scorpions just went bang, 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 yeah. bang, bang. I, and similar to Priest, who we mentioned last time, talked about last time, they had this kind of moment where suddenly they just took off in America. No, no, it was way before was that. Before then, you're right. Black out! Black out! Forks in the eyes on the yeah. cover, didn't it? That was a big yeah. album, yeah. Love those, love those yeah. records. Love those guys. It was about mutilation, wasn't Ooh, yes. it? Forks in what the eyes. What is it with you guys? Jesus. Big city. Big city, big city right. Nights. Yeah. Well, similar to The Priest, The Scorpions had a double album in the mid-80s called World, World Alive. Did they? Malcolm Dome loved The Scorpions. Which was interesting. That I figures. Yeah. yeah. No. We kind of didn't figure, but anyway, he loved them. And um, and I remember Worldwide Live, like all the best live double albums of that era, was essentially kind of a greatest hit. Yes, yeah. Or the best Play, Played live. Yeah. yeah, and it had all their, all their top stuff on there. Yeah. And it was hit after hit after hit. Um, and they had it all going on right through the 80s. Yeah. And then that wind of change. Well, here's the thing, which we didn't say about Germany, which obviously in the 80s, and you would have, as probably most uh, rock writers did at some point, got a trip to Berlin, oh, trip to Munich. My you first know, trip yeah, was to it, Germany. But, you know, it's, back then it was a divided city. Yeah. It was a divided country. Yeah. And you had the East, and the East was this looming threat. You know, little did we know what life was really like. I mean, I remember seeing Checkpoint Charlie and all of those things in Berlin. And, you know, it was genuinely menacing and frightening that, you know, you could just cross, essentially cross a street. And here's an enormous wall that's keeping out the other half of the country because they're this thing that we all fear and loathe, you know. And... um and that was the background again to some of that, you know, German bands and German rock, you know. Yeah, it did. It just, it just, if you, unless you were, unless you were there or you understood, it just, and there was no yeah. social it's hard media to, to clue Yeah, I mean, into, it's hard to describe know? to your kids or whatever what Berlin was like. I mean, it had that reputation as being dark and arty, which it kind of was, but that's because it had a dangerous edge mm. because there were people walking around with guns on the streets, you know, to stop you going to certain places, but to stop you crossing, you know, into I, another country. I, I went there a few times in the 80s, but, the, you know, you fly straight in. But yeah. the time I remember was the very first time I went there was in 78 with a back of a van with a tiny band that never... Mm. Uh, made it called Eyes right. and we had to drive to Berlin 
And how you did that was, I forget what city you would have been in in Germany, but you, you left what was then West Germany. Yeah. And you were allowed to drive for about, I'm going to say two hours. Maybe it was an hour, maybe it was two, I don't know. But you drove on this stretch of motorway, which was East Germany, before you came oh. to before you came to Berlin. So Berlin was kind of an island in the middle right, of East I Germany. I did not know that. Yeah. And we were told, and, and this is this is not a big rock band. You know, this mm. is a nothing group yeah, from yeah. England with nothing people. We could, if we die, who cares? And we were told, unfailingly. If you stop driving or you get out of the van for a piss or the van breaks down, which they always did in yeah, those days, yeah. don't get out of the van. Don't stop. Yeah. And if you, for some stupid reason, have to stop, don't get out of the van. Wait for the soldiers to mm. come and get you. But don't let that happen because you'll likely spend the next 12 hours in a prison cell. You know. It was fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah. It's this bleak motorway, yeah. you know, through East Germany. And then you got to Berlin and it was like in Roger Rabbit where they go into Toontown. You came from this horrible black and white vibe into bang. Yeah. It was all colourful and all going on. Yeah. Uh, but the wall was there and you saw them doing the goose. Yeah. It was goose stuff, but well, that Russian stuff, yeah, you know. yeah. It was really weird. Yeah. Very weird. Well, you had, as I remember it, and it's a vague memory now, but you had, there beyond Checkpoint Charlie, which was the big checkpoint in Berlin, there was a sort of a no man's land beyond. You didn't, it's, it's not like going through, it's not like you, you went through a door and you were suddenly in East Germany. You know, there's a big tract of land that no one could go in. And people had tried to run across yeah. it and they just mowed them yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was that kind of you know it had the darkness to it definitely so and you had and you had bands who you know obviously Bowie and all of those people went and took that atmosphere. Meridian that made misplaced. Yeah, I was going to say that was Berlin. the one I was going to say was Meridian made misplaced there, and you, everyone talks about it. If they, if you ever went there at that time, everyone seems to have very strong memories of what Berlin was like, and that wasn't like any other what you would say West German city. I mean Munich. In, the, in Bavaria, in the Black Forest, completely different, completely different. Completely different. Dusseldorf, the mm. kind of eye, you know, steel town, completely different. Stuttgart, completely different. C Cologne. Cologne, completely Beautiful. Yeah, with the dome and everything. Beautiful. Amazing place, yeah, yeah. Completely different again and, to and Berlin. Wonderful people. Yeah. Uh, completely yeah. different culture. Um, so the scorpions so, come out of this. Yeah, but, but so it's, it's kind of impossible for the scorpions to represent all of that. Because it's a completely different place, but what they end up representing is this generic notion of Germany that we that we as Westerners had. But I think they also I think they also worked very hard to be amenable. Yes. So yeah. on stage and off. So I remember going to Newcastle City Hall to review them for Sounds Magazine. I'm going to say eighty one. Um. And after the show, um, back at the hotel in the bar, it really was, you know, like the, it was like out of, um, you know, um, the film Cabaret where you see all the, the Berliners in the bar with yeah. the big schooners. Boy, yeah, skull, skull. Yeah. It was like that. Like, yeah. Ha -ha. Yeah. I remember Rudolf Schenker leaning to me going, having a good time, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. yeah, you know it was it was it was like that. But they were so you couldn't yeah. not have a good time. No, I think they had to embrace that, didn't they? Because first of all, there's a sort of there's a kind of subtlety in English humour that you won't get if you're not from England. Right. So I don't think they fully understood what we were finding funny about Germany. And also, as you say, they had to be amenable. They had to be the everyman. They had to be everybody's you know, friend. Yeah, everybody. So they had. So it end up with this kind of cartoon-like vibe it's almost like a generic heavy metal vibe yes. cartoon characters where hey you know e even on stage yeah, so, especially on stage so, so like the last time i saw them in recent years i loved every single second because as soon as they came out klaus mine is pointing yeah, to people in the crowd yeah, pointing yeah. to the balcony yeah. and the guitarists are kind of synchronized yeah, and doing the, the yeah the, just Putting it around like and it's, it's a like, gun. Yes, yeah. bring yeah. it. It's heavy metal. Yeah, years and culminate, of course, in the famous human human pyramid, which I'm probably too old to do it now, but used to be a highlight of the show. Totally. Yeah. 
Doc McGee, um, who managed them sort of late 80s, early 90s. Your friend Doc McGee. Good man, Doc. Yeah. Um, he, he, he said they were so hilarious. He said he was driving down the street one time in L.A. or somewhere and, um, and they happened to see, uh, see that they were all walking down the street to Tower Records or something. So Doc's got the window down. He's like, hey, guys, mm. you know. And they were like, Scorpio! Yeah, yeah. They immediately went yeah. into that pose. Yeah, did it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you yeah. know, fists raised yeah. and all yeah. this kind of stuff. He goes, he goes. I swear to God, I thought they were going to do the human pyramid yeah. right there on the street. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but then, but I think that's that was the joy of them, and that was why they had that kind of uncomplicated appeal that they were able to exploit. And they, to this day, are if you're, you know, what we did, sort of. I suppose affectionately call a Gumby metal fan. I, you're a fan of real, honest to goodness, yeah. gov heavy metal. Yeah. You'll be a fan of the Scorpions because that's what they are, and they are magnificent. And they're good at it. They're really. You buy a ticket to the Scorpions. They are good at that stuff. I think the only time they came unstuck for me, and I can't remember what the hell the album was called, but it was, it was either the one that had Wind of Change on it, which was yeah. like the only good track. Yeah. Or, or it was the one after or something like that. I think it was the... I can't remember. And I don't know if it was the grunge thing or what, but they suddenly became much more contrived in the sense of they were trying to do slightly shorter songs and mm. yeah, well, they were, be, no, they were a bit they, more they, serious. They were, they were sort of big in America, weren't they? So they are probably going for that thing. As soon as Wind of Change was played on the radio, because Wind of Change came out, it wasn't at the time of the... Berlin Wall was it but it sort of came to it represent after. that it was after yeah it, it was, like, it was like 1991 yeah. and the Berlin Wall yeah so it was what a year after maybe mm. that's that sort of yeah. thing yeah something yeah. like that yeah because um, I remember I re talking to Marillion I remember being in what was the pub round the corner from the Hammersmith Odeon oh yeah what was it called it was everybody like would go in there you'd before go in there the show before the show you'd go in there I can't remember what it was I can't called. remember and we were there for some gig yeah, you and, can say that every, yeah, every obviously, night obviously of every gig, week yeah, throughout yeah. the 80s. There, we'd yeah, be in this but, No, but I remember Fish turning up in the pub because he sort of probably knew everyone would be in there. And he goes, here, look at this, look at this. He put his hand inside his jacket and pulled it out and he had a bit of the Berlin Wall. <laughs> they'd, and they'd obviously been, <laughs> they'd been out there and he chipped, you know, because that was what everyone did because yeah. it got knocked down. It, yeah. I mean, eventually, you know, essentially the people knocked it down, didn't they? Um, he'd got this bit of the Berlin Wall. I was like, I really remember that. We were all looking, oh, my God, there's a bit of the Berlin Wall, yeah. Makes you realise yeah. how innocent those days yeah, were. Yeah, absolutely. They yeah. didn't feel innocent. I felt we yeah. were living on the edge of the world in those days, but yeah. actually well, no we one knew. You didn't really know what was going to happen when that happened mm. because, you know, they, Russia had had the period of perestroika under Andropov, was it? or um, And so it had opened up slightly... I think and Perestroika and Glass, that was more Gorby, wasn't it? Was it was Gorbachev, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So Glasnost. And, so they're opening up a little bit. Then all of a sudden Germany has to cope with this going back together with its, you know, the, the other half of Germany. But there's this huge disparity of everything. And it was, yeah, it was, I mean, uncertain times. No one knew what was going to happen. I mean, look at Yugoslavia, what happened there. You know, all of a sudden they're fighting and there's a civil war. It could have gone that way in Germany or Russia or whatever. True, but I think with the Scorpions at their height, I, I felt they were sort of immune to that. And, and, yeah. and the album the title, I cannot remember, it's terrible. It sounded like they were trying to get slightly more serious to be taken a bit more serious. And I'm thinking, no, no don't do no, that. No, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. That's not. No one wants the Scorpions for world commentary. I mean, Wind of Change is fine. It's a generic, isn't it great? We're yeah. all free. Yeah. That's not commentary is no, it that yeah. could be any rock yeah, yeah. song ever oh yeah, yeah. freedom and love yeah. and now we're free yeah. i mean that's yeah. every song ever written isn't yeah. it yeah but no i loved them for i love blackout love that yeah love uh, another piece of meat mm. you've said i'm that, sure yeah. they were just talking about meat in a sandwich they weren't talking yeah. about anything know, else anything else anything else at big all. city nights big city so here's a question rock me like a uh -huh. hurricane here i am, here I am. Again, the riff—it's another. It's smoke on the water. It's since you've been gone. It's living living after midnight. It's all of those things. Yeah, here I am. Rock you like a hurricane. since you've been. Here's the question. As Russ gets on the phone to his lawyer, here's the question: Is 
Uh, why then did no other big German band come along? Well, there were there were many there that. Tr- I mean, there was Accept. Yeah. Here's my theory about Accept. Udo Dirkschneider. Yeah. He was four feet tall and four feet wide. And ugly as fuck. Yeah. I mean, God bless you, Udo. Udo, yeah. Because then he had his own band, Udo. Udo, yeah. Don't yeah. we got the name he, for that. He looked like the hunchback of Notre Dame's <laughs> yeah. kind of... Enforcer. <laughs> It'd be like if, there was a, a, like if there was an invasion of like really small guys, he'd be the one at the front standing there going like that. Yeah. With his arms folded. I, I last saw Udo in Game of Thrones. Yeah, you know, so. yeah, yeah. We were removing someone's head with an axe. Yeah, but he yeah. was a big mate of the dwarf, you yeah, because yeah. obviously. Um, Chums. So there was except they were good. They were good, but they weren't... They weren't good. They were all right. Balls yeah. to the wall. Yeah, this is the thing. They were, they, it's like they fell into the category of all right, which is why I think... They were like a mini-me ACDC with yeah. their music. It was that with kind a bit of, of priest involved. Yeah. Fast as a shark. Da, 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 da. Do you remember that one? <laughs> fast, fast as a shark. Fast as a shark. Fast as a shark. That's how it went. Oh. Yeah. Fast as a shark. Yeah. Well, if you're underwater, that's you're probably far- very sharks fast. Are fast yeah. No good. No good if you're On trying to land. chase me around the house, is no. it? No. I'm not underwater very no. often. No. I mean, if you're going to be... I'd rather be fast it's as not, a tortoise it's not, it's not and live on land. It's not literal, oh, it's is not, it? It's, it's, yeah, yeah, anyway. but they're German. But so, no, on, it is literal. Accept, it anyway. is literal. Accept. Okay, I've got another. i got another. Yeah. Halloween. Halloween, yes. Keeper of the Keys, part, part one, one and, and two. two. And Halloween could probably have done... Because they came along at Halloween the time great. of... great. Yeah, they came along at the time of, of the first wave of thrash and managed to position themselves alongside... Anthrax and uh, Slayer and those guys. By the way, can you hear Coco Snowy? We, we, we should mention... They, they were probably somewhere in between. So Who, Halloween? Yeah, probably somewhere in between Flat Out Thrash and Iron Maiden. They were somewhere in that yeah, territory. Yeah, I, I, I think five years before, they'd have been definitely on the Iron Maiden yeah. path. But by the mid-'80s, you've got yeah. Metallica, Megadeth, and it really did feel like Maiden were being... Uh, challenge yeah. in terms of the heaviest, the most yeah. metal. Okay, I've got some more for you. Warlock. Yes, with Doro Pesh. In who... fact, going back to feedback, uh, we, we, we had a bit of feedback saying, how come we didn't mention the great Doro Pesh when we did Girls in Rock, didn't Women in it. Rock? Didn't think of it. Didn't come into my head during that hour. But, so. but nevertheless, a woman in rock. We should, we should remember, yeah, she was great. There's nothing wrong. But again, uh, all of those bands, I kind of think, second division you know and that's not to to really you know it's just like not everyone can be man united and man city most most so people are, most people are crystal palace scorpions you know. of bayern munich yeah and the rest are kind of you know dusseldorf or, wolfsburg yeah they're that yeah they're, they're fine i mean if you Leipzig. went you go and see them you'll see a good game of football it's fine fc cologne yeah they're great but they're not uh, in the top they're rank. not the scorpions they're not they're not top rank until until and I should maybe no. Let me t- let me tell the Halloween story first. On tour in America with Halloween, in this tour bus, me and Ray Palmer. I knew you were going to say me and Ray Palmer. Well, who else would it be? It wasn't you and Ross, was it? You probably because they were on. T- it was Halloween. They were on tour with Dio. So it's probably me and they, Ross doing you, Dio. You and Ross and doing you and Dio. Ray. You're in the front bus. We're in the back bus. We're going to somewhere like um, Long Beach or somewhere like that. Somewhere you know, a fucking long way. miles away on the bus. You know. And uh, the singer, whose name escapes me, he had blonde hair. Hang on. He was German. German with and blonde, he had blonde hair. hair. Amazingly enough, yeah. Wow. And he was a singer. Who knew? He was a singer. We're on the tour bus. Jorick. They're all quite boring. They were, they were you know, they were, oh, you're like, oh. I was I, looking. I, 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 was I, looking, was I, have, my, I have my binoculars out. I'm like <laughs> looking at the Dio bus, going, oh, I wish I was on that. <laughs> Even though, you know, Ronnie's having a rant about something. Oh yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. not at me. Yeah. Not at you. It was. It was. That's. It's all coming back to me now. In the words of Meatloaf, it was Dio, Anthrax, and Halloween. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, that's that was the tour. That was the tour. Because remember, it was at the time Joey Belladonna, who was Anthrax's singer, was he was sort of on the way out. They were like he wanted to kind of you know Anthrax were all the kind of New York skateboard stuff. Yeah. Except for Joey, who had long, the long hair, hair and was kind of like a bit rock solid, and started putting on this sort of Indian 
headdress or native sorry I shouldn't say Native American headdress I, I thought that was because he had Native American maybe it did I don't know I don't, don't know what blood. it was all about but anyway he wasn't it was one of those where you could sort of tell that maybe that all wasn't well in that camp. Dio was in a rant because it was at the time he was just on a bit of a dip. He'd had Holy Diver and Last in Line, and he was maybe into the... Sacred Heart was the yeah, third one. That was maybe, the last one with Vivian Campbell. Yeah, maybe... The maybe last one to kind of go Maybe it was post-Viv. Could be. Might have been post-Viv, or around the time Where Vivian had, left. Uh, Golden Boy... Craig Goldie. Goldie. Craig, Craig Goldie. Goldie. Was so, Craig Goldie the guitarist or the keyboardist? Tarts. Oh, no, he was a guitarist. Tarts, yeah. Yeah. Schnell was the... Claude See? Schnell. See? Another, yeah, German. another German. There you go, Claude Schnell. So, but they're in the... Di- so that it all wasn't well on the tour. That's why I'm remembering it now. So they were all kind of... It wasn't 100%, you know. And uh, <laughs> But and Halloween was very important. Me and Ray are sitting there. And the, the, the singer starts going on about photography. So they're having a chat about photography, like lenses. Oh and so it's even more boring. Oh you know, I was sitting there going, could this journey have got any more boring? You're now talking about photography. Yeah. How boring is that? Yeah. And then he starts going, because they're talking about lent, you know, lenses yeah. or something. Yeah, I already stopped so listening. Ray's yeah. probably got his bag out and he's showing him this, that I'm and the other. I'm amazed Ray knew anything <laughs> about <laughs> photography. <laughs> I thought he just used that yeah, camera yeah, to get yeah. next to women. Yeah, yeah. And so, going, so Ray's we going, got going, camera Ray's as well, going Ray. this, that, you're a, you're <laughs> Ray's going this, that and the other, you know. Oh, hello, darling. Yeah. Um, and he get, the singer starts going, because what I want to do is I want to be in a bush. I want to be able to take pictures out of them. It's like, oh, my fucking God, where are we going with this? You know, just insane. So that's what I remember about Halloween. You, know. you wanted to hide in a bush and take Hide pictures. in a bush and take photos. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if we even got that far. I'm pleased you like, yeah, didn't I think that the mind of, yeah. Why would you need to hide in a bush? I don't know. That's why it's mystified me from that day to it's, this. It's, it's worried you it's ever worried since. It's worried me. It stayed on my it's mind. Where, it's you where can the hair comes I'd forgotten from. about the tour and what was happening on the tour years ago, but that stayed in some my head. Some stuff you never, you, some you stuff can never stays get, with you. You can't unhear it. I've even forgotten the guy's name, but I remember him <laughs> saying that. <laughs> okay. So there were, I mean, you know, um, Schnell was in Dio. Also, also, um, the guy that joined Motorhead on drums, Mickey, Mikey D. Wasn't he German? Mikey Mikey Deutschland. That's what that stood for. Oh, really? So he was, (laughs) oh, fuck off. I knew I knew you were joking. I knew you were joking. Did you like how I played along? Yeah, very good. Very good. You German? Yeah, yeah, very was good. Was he German? You don't very know, do you? I don't was know. He... No, I think he was Dutch. Mikey D. Mickey Dutch. I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what he was. But no, the the one name I, uh, I think we we should explore very briefly are those podcasts about the Scorpions, because they're my favourite heavy metal band at the moment, and they are German, which is Rammstein. Oh, but they're East German, and they're one of the biggest metal bands in the world. Certainly bigger than the Scorpions ever were. And, you know, I mean, that's interesting because they came from East Germany mm. and came out of that. And, 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 and sang in German. And still do. And, and in fact, you read the couple of songs they've done that are in English are no good. But the, the, that whole language and the language of East... And I did... But I don't, I don't know if the Scorpions ever sang in German. I don't think they? they did. And I think that's... So they had their sights always set on... Mainstream, yeah. American, yeah. UK. Whereas, but I think Rammstein have succeeded because they sing in German. Yeah. It gives this, this sort of extra mystery. So, yeah. you know, Engel or whatever, you know, becomes this amazing, mm. it just means angel, but it becomes this amazing thing in they, German, Mutter. I was about to know. say one of my favourite yeah. ever Rammstein tracks was Mutter. Yeah. And, of course, I used to love it because whenever I was listening to any other similar sort of stuff, I was able to say, I can't believe it's not Mutter. Yeah. And we laughed. That's an English joke. We laughed. I don't know if they have oh, that around the rest of the world. We laughed. Yeah. <laughs> How we laughed the yeah. first ten, it, times ten times he told. But them. I remember interviewing them when they when Dante Dante Benuto, our, our old chum, was their label manager. Mm. It was Dante and that turned me on to Ramsey. Well, he was. He, did, he, he did a really good job on that because he was faced with the language barrier. And, you know, they weren't always obviously they weren't always big. You know, here's a band from East Germany. 
not only do they sing in German, they don't really speak English. Right. When you interview them, you have to interview them through a translator because they don't speak English. Mm. The singer refuses to do interviews. I love right? that. Yeah. They I love they've, that. All, they've all been married to one another's wives. There's some kind of weird thing going on where one of the guitarists was married to someone and she's now married to the other guitarist. It was a all bit like... Sort of Abba meets Yeah, a bit Mac like that. It's, it's all a bit that, like that going on, you know. And... They always had the mystique of coming from East Germany. And I remember one of them saying, and he told this brilliant story about um, when you were in East Germany and you formed a band, you had to go before a committee and the committee told you whether you were, you know, <laughs> good a rock or... band or whether you were a folk oh, band or oh, whether, you, really? and they told you where you could play. And so it was that very East German I, regimented, I like that idea. great idea. Isn't it? <laughs> Imagine being on the committee, you know, and he goes, he goes, well, and they, they couldn't get any, you know, the only way you could get re Western records in East Germany was on the black market. Of course, yeah. So they've been given all these records. Get, anything, get a loaf of bread yeah, as a black exactly, market. Yeah, they've been given all these records and told it was like Judas Priest and all of that. So they played them and they said, he said, I remember him saying, we thought we sounded like Judas Priest. <laughs> and we went up and played before this committee, you know, and the committee sort of did something like they, they banned them. <laughs> they said, you can't play at all. You're, you're just, you're not getting a category. You're just not getting anything you'll fuck off you know fantastic but then he goes but then he goes and then when we came to us we heard judas priest we went oh my god we sounded nothing like Judas Priest <laughs> because what we heard wasn't judas priest we were just told it was judas priest <laughs> so it's quite funny but one of the things he did say it was really interesting was that east german german isn't the same as what was then west german german there were subtleties in the language yeah. that still exist now it's a bit like kind of old english and modern english you know so that was really interesting. So a lot of their kind of the language that they use, even to Germans might sound archaic or different, right. have slightly different meanings and so on. So I think they're an incredibly interesting group. They are. And, and, the, kind and of the show. It highlights the fact that the Scorpions, their kind of ultimate triumph was that they did not sound German. Yeah. Apart from a certain the, inflection Klaus's in Klaus's yeah. voice. Yeah, yeah. We're going to have a good time tonight. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you well, kind of grew to love yeah, that. Yeah, whereas, like, Ramstein don't even bother with that. You no. know, have you seen Ramstein? Yeah. I, oh, all I, all I think I of Ramstein, I think them. of fire, naked yeah. women, chains, yeah. very noisy well, well, it's weird to see, like, again, seeing them progress. First time I saw them was at Brixton Academy. I think I said before, probably on one of these, that uh, Till, the singer, came on stage from the ceiling on a globe <laughs> dressed as a hunchback. That's an entrance, mate. This was Brixton Academy. That's the kind of entrance Bruce Dickinson yeah, should have made. dreaming of yeah, making have for made. years. Yeah, but then by the time they're at the O2 mm. and the last time I saw them, which was fabulous, absolutely fabulous, they came on through the crowd from the side with like these drummers and people carrying fire torches. Fantastic. It was like a kind of Ritual. scene, yeah, from a kind of horror movie, you know. Yeah. They had this industrial state, yeah, they had this industrial, and then in the middle of the show, they stopped and went out onto this little island in the middle of the crowd and did a kind of semi-acoustic thing. <laughs> and the, and the, the way they got from the main stage to the to the little say was on a boat they all got in this <laughs> boat and it fucking went it was amazing so, so good so, so just good. to check it we are still talking about the scorpions right? well the legacy of the scorpions oh the leg i see because i think they do have that legacy i think i think they opened it up i think ramstein might not have succeeded had the scorpions not succeeded because what I, record label would take a I, chance i've got another name for you yeah lenny wolf ah yes the the hairdresser yeah, of, yeah. Of, of Kingdom Come. Fame. Kingdom Clone. Yeah. As we call it. Absolutely, them. yeah. Um, I thought a great singer. Excellent singer. He was a really good singer, yeah. But he also had a slight, didn't time. he? That? Yeah, that easy when you try oh. hard, pushing hard <laughs> when he was doing his Robert Plant bit, yeah. Well, I like when he did uh, Get It On, which was their. Yeah. Cheapo get version of Cashmere. Get it on! Yeah. He had that German. Yeah. Well, remember them getting the record with well, the when the record came out. It was this big, th the first album. We said, "Oh, they I sound just like Led Zeppelin." I reviewed it, so, but it's weird. And we did when we played it. We said, "Oh, it sounds exactly like." You play it now, it sounds nothing like Led Zeppelin <laughs> at all. It really doesn't. Well, but, it's not as obvious no, anymore. But it no. was back then. It I mean, really I, was, I remember yeah. I actually gave a copy to Jimmy Page. Did you? Yeah. yeah. What did he say? 
laughed. He thought it was okay. Yeah. You know, he wasn't, I thought he was going to go, fucking bastards, you know. Yeah. He kind of just thought, yeah, you know, laughed it off. It sounded big, didn't it? It sounded like... It sounded epic. Yeah. It was yeah. a great record. It was a good record. It, it just so was, was a bit like, too was, it, was it Hands of Time, the follow-up, which was also good? They had made two or three good records. Lenny was, you know... But he'd been a hairdresser. That was always his, his downfall. Him and David covered it. Yeah, because we, you know, once View from the Bar discovered that Lenny had been a hairdresser. Unfortunately, that was it for Lenny, you know. Hey, uh, we, we played no favours in no, View from the Bar. No. Everybody came under the cudgel they in did, that one. They did, but he they? particularly did for yeah. that, yeah. <laughs> well, partly because I think he was German and yeah. we still had this thing that we, we could make fun of He was intrinsically funny because he was German. Which is yeah. so unfair, it is, but that yeah. was where the British yeah. humour was. But I think, again, time. that going, you know, playing it forward against a Ramsey, no one thinks they're funny because they're German. You right. know? So, so it's, it's, <laughs> No, they're it, more it, like the Panzer Yeah, yeah they're, like, they're more kind of yeah, like, yeah, whoa, like, yeah, 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 that's, yeah. that's Germans yeah. mixed with Russians yeah, right there. That's a do not fuck sign right there. Yeah, tilled the singer's massive, isn't he? Whereas the Scorpions definitely, um, you know, were more sort of American in in their yeah. sound. Yeah, they in were. Their yeah. Career, yeah. the way they approach their career. Yeah. Um, and and still going, aren't they? They still do. Oh, listen, yeah. they're like the hardest working band in show yeah. business. Their tour manager these days is Bill Barkley, who worked for years for Iron Maiden. Ah. Um, and I don't want to put words in Bill's mouth because I have no idea if this is the reason, but. Um, it would be easy to surmise that because obviously Maiden, um, over the latter part of their career, that they don't tour year in, year out like yeah, they used to. Yeah. And also when they tour, it's it's very targeted where they go. They go where they're really popular. If they go to America, they might do, what, four shows or something. Whereas the Scorpions literally never stop. And, and, and Bill, who used to work for Maiden in the 80s and early 90s when when I used to know them, know them well, these days is with the Scorpions. And when mm. I did a piece, um, funnily enough, for Rock Candy a few years ago, um, I had to talk to Ru- Rudolf Schenker or whoever, and I was given the number for this bloke, um, Bill Barkley, and, his, and I went, Bill Barkley? Can't be. Yeah. It was. Yeah. Um, and he said, we just don't stop. He goes, yeah. we, they were, I think they, he rang me from Russia or somewhere, you know, he goes, we just, we just go round the calendar. We just keep going. And they love it. They're, they're, they're a machine built for speed, you know. Yeah. But what a show. I mean, I, I do think the whippersnappers could learn a hell of a lot from the Scorpions. Because although, it, it, although we now see it through a prism of slightly ironic, yeah. postmodern, yeah. there's nothing ironic about the Scorpions, you know. It no, really no, it was is. full on heavy metal. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. full on. Yeah. Heavy metal, yeah, and it really when when Klaus still does that that little kind of little step dancing thing mm. that rock singers used to do, they go backwards, they yeah, go forwards, yeah. they go sideways, and always with the mic, hello Berlin, yeah, 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 hey yeah. Moscow, yeah. New York, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. I'm pointing as I'm doing this because yeah, it's always I could see. And they'd be, you, you're like, yeah. I see you. And, yeah. Oh, and you. Yeah. And, hey, now you're at the back. Let's hear you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love yeah. that. Yeah. love that. So, um, were the Scorpions better in the 80s than they are now? Well, we were all better in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very, very good answer. All okay. right, Joe, and I think, uh, Joe. Did you just call me Joe? No. Who's Joe? I have no fucking idea. You slipped back in time. I did. Yeah. I went somewhere. Somewhere in time, in time yeah. Scorpions. Um, That's it. You were good. You were just going to finish. Don't start talking again. <laughs> no, I just want to end by saying Scorpions. You just want to say Scorpions. There's again. no one like them. Never was. Never will be. And uh, God bless them. God bless them. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us a review, share it with a friend, or plain old subscribe wherever you listen to it. To getcha some conversation online, follow us on Twitter at GetchaPod. Until next time. This has been a No Filter Media production. Say what you want.